Hi there, welcome to the Culture of Life podcast from Human Life International. I'm Tad Wojcik, the Mission Research Specialist, and this is Father Shannon Mokay, our President. Good to be with you again, Tad. Yes, absolutely, Father. Today we're going to be discussing um, your article from two weeks ago, uh, When Freedoms Are Charged as Crimes. Now, this article t- considers two distinct issues that are closely related from the perspective of uh, the culture of life right now. Well, let's start with the case of Paivi Rasanen. Uh, who is she? Uh, what has she done? And why is she in the news lately? Sure. Well, this, this goes back to 2019, Tad. Mm-hmm. And this is when she was, uh, she was a former minister of the Finland uh, ministry. Okay. And she's a, a medical doctor. She's mm-hmm. a mother uh, of five children. She's a grandmother. Uh, someone has been involved in the public sphere, you know, uh, you know, for a number of years, and so this goes back you know, to 2019 when uh, the Lutheran Church, the state church here in, in, in there in Finland, decided to you know uh, sponsor or to give an endorsement uh, to Pride Day, okay. and this is when uh, uh, Ranasen decided to respond. You know, mm-hmm. uh, she's uh, believed in the biblical teaching, you mm-hmm. know, the traditional teaching. And of the of the Bible uh, concerning the dignity of marriage between one man one woman and also of human sexuality, and so she you know responded because she was disappointed in what uh, her church uh, was in a sense endorsing, and so this is when really you know her difficulties began, and so what happened was that her government responded, uh, and I believe just just to, mm, sure. just to say her post was of uh, scripture passage right correct yes so it's actually quoting directly from sacred scripture. And, and so she, uh, and in doing that, she, she, the government reacted. Mm-hmm. And basically, she's charged with a hate crime or, you know, promoting uh, something which uh, incites people, you know, to discriminate, you know, against a mm-hmm. group of people. And so uh, in that, from that point forward, you know, she was charged not only with the crimes, but they, they also began to start looking into previous things that she had written, said, you know, videos or comments. I and see. they went all the way back to 2004, you know, when she uh, published a pamphlet dealing with, uh, you know, a similar subject in the sense of the, the dignity of marriage as uh, instituted by God uh, that, that the Bible uh, teaches and, and helps us to understand. And, and so, and it was also an, a pamphlet that was uh, uh, endorsed by her own bishop, her own Lutheran bishop, mm-hmm. who eventually was also charged with a crime because the, this particular bishop allowed the pamphlet to be printed and to be endorsed. So, right. the, so the issue in this particular case really would come as, as hopefully people will go to the article that I wrote to get a little more uh, understanding. It really comes down to what uh, she is defending, and that is freedom of religion and freedom of speech and the ability to practice and to uh, not only just to speak about her faith, but to express her faith, to, to live out her faith. Mm-hmm. And so this is really what this is coming down to. I see. That's uh, pretty indicative, uh, illustrative of the type of uh, situations we're dealing with lately with hate crimes and, and speech. Um, why is this considered, Father, uh, sort of a landmark case or kind of like a pivotal moment in the world stage of the legal situation right. with respect to these types of comments and expressing right. faith and living it out. Well, I think yeah. the, the main issue that I tried to bring up in the article is what's, what we see happening in Finland in this particular case is that they're, they're basically, they're, uh, in our, our language here would be, you know, attorney general, so the same equivalent of their own country is, you know, uh, even though receiving much backlash from the Lutheran Church itself mm-hmm. and many other international Christian organizations and, and churches responding, saying, you know, or what you're going to do, you're going to hold every Catholic 
Christian, you know, uh, uh, in a sense, uh, as like promoting hate. And that's interesting because it's the Lutheran, at least the state church in Finland itself, that was initially right. the reason for her comments. So it's it's not saying, it's saying let's not prosecute her for this. Right. Right. Exactly. So it's it's so what you, what you have here is even though they may be in the ones in 2019 that somehow gave some type of endorsement or some type of recognition, but you can also see that even within that community there's there's division about you know how to how to approach this subject, how to deal with it. But at the end of the day, they they said you know you you can't prosecute. I mean to do this, you're gonna have to prosecute every Christian. You mm -hmm. know, and and that's why I like how they they point that out. So which makes this really something that all of us should be paying attention to because it's not only in Finland that we see these kinds of events unfolding, we see this in other countries as well. And what I love about uh, uh, Ronison is that she is recognizes what this is really all about. I mean, she understands that it's about freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom to exercise religion. You know, that here the state is, is penalizing her for actually professing what she believes. So basically, they're trying to stifle a person from exercising, you know, what they believe, and so that's that's is an assault on freedom of religion. So you know, freedom of religion is not the you know the state saying you can exercise your religion in this part or this part, you know. So this is what she she recognizes. But what I love also is that she recognizes that this is really coming down to the very fact. It's very, very scriptural as well, mm -hmm. because she's being prosecuted or persecuted, I should say, and uh, and prosecuted, you know, because of her belief in traditional values, and so she sees mm -hmm. this for what it really is, and and I think it's important for all of us to be aware, because this is not just in Finland. I mean, we can talk about many other countries having similar stories. Right, and and you give a quote in the article of her saying. If I'm convicted, I think that the worst consequence would not be the fine against me or even the prison sentence. Uh, it would be the censorship. So she fully understands the nature of her case, and exactly. it's kind of like a litmus test, sort of like a, um, you know, what do you call it? A, a the battleground or like the, you know, a Correct. key battle in right. this in this culture right. war. Exactly. Um, and what you just said is very important, Tad. It's a cultural war, mm -hmm. and you know, and unfortunately, you have someone in a position of authority. So basically, the government that is literally pushing down and 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 basically saying to this person, but really to anyone else, if you don't follow the party line, if you don't follow the party narrative, if you don't follow, you know, what we say is legitimate and or are not legitimate, basically we're going to come down on you. We're going to prosecute you. We're mm -hmm. going to put you in jail. We're going to fine you these exorbitant things. So what they're doing is basically warning everybody. So that'd be people like you and myself. I mean, imagine you know someone reading this story and reading about what this person is going through, going saying to themselves, wait a minute, I don't want to. I don't want to be put in jail. I don't want to be fined. I don't want to be separated from my family. You know, and so it, what it's doing is top down is just uh, in, uh, basically it's totalitarian. Mm -hmm. You know, you're forcing people, uh, saying to them, "I will punish you if you don't follow the narrative." Right. And so that's censorship. At I mean, the very is, least, it says you can't be a high level public figure. I right. mean, she's been at the highest levels of government oh, in Finland. Right. You can't be that person and right. have these views. You right. know, maybe you can hide away in your little rural village or whatever. Right, but, but it's interesting because her bishop, or a bishop that gave permission for the pamphlet, for example, mm -hmm. you know, 
is also being you know charged with a crime. Right. So you don't have to be a member of government. Mm. I mean, so here you have a person. Anyone with a face in public. Exactly. With a voice. So they're really Finland has basically drawn their line in the sand. And so I, I really admire her for her her willingness to to go the distance, no matter what the, the end will be. You know, and I, I really believe that she will prevail because mm -hmm. uh, you know because so many more people now are coming into the conversation. But it still exposes a real problem. And just, even if she wins her case, it doesn't mean it goes away. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that this won't come up again for some other person, or you know, someone else may decide to come and try to charge her again with something else. Uh, because you can imagine that she's not going to just quiet down. I mean, she, she, she's obviously someone very passionate about what she believes. And so she's expressing that. So it's a good warning for, for all of us. I mean, you, you and myself, Tad, this is a, a program that uh, people are going to see, they're going to hear, and you know, this could be used against us. You right. know, and, and, and we, we could be charged with, you know, you know uh, uh, basically inciting people to, to, to discriminate against a particular group of people, which is not what we're doing. Not at all. But we could be easily charged with that because we're raising mm -hmm. a subject and disagreeing with the narrative. And, and I think it's, that's why it's a global issue. We, we mm -hmm. should not just look at, say, oh, look what's happening in Finland, my goodness. But no, we should be saying what's happening there, how can that happen here? Is it happening here? We should be asking those kinds of questions. And, mm -hmm. and people who are uh, in, the, in the know, reading, learning, will realize it is happening here. Right, and uh, we can take a little, uh, look a little bit closer to home in that uh, vein. Um, because in the article you mentioned the Canada C4 bill, and it was, it's no longer a bill, it was just passed into law, I think January 7th. Right. Um, can you describe that bill and what that means? Because Canada's, you know, right. that's our closest neighbor. It, right, our to neighbors north. to the north. And so when we consider what's happening there, so basically now we're dealing with people, you know, who, uh, let's say, you know, have been living in a homosexual lifestyle and want to have some type of conversion therapy. They're, they're looking for assistance in, uh, in, in basically redressing their life. Mm -hmm. And so what this did now is that basically it's making this illegal. Mm -hmm. And so that, for example, if I were a therapist, a, a family counselor, you know, a, a professional therapist, that I could be charged, you know, uh, with a crime, you know, for, for actually advancing and trying to help someone who may even have approached me, or if I get up and get on a podcast like this and start talking about, you know, uh, this type of therapy and these types of interventions, uh, because uh, we're trying to assist people to to step out of this particular lifestyle and to live uh, in, in in a manner that, uh, again, back to biblical values, all right, mm -hmm. back to traditional Christian values, um, be charged, and and so and even and then, but what's concerning not only that just the language because it's so broad. When you read. Right, I was, was going to mention because it's the original, the impulse or the sort of motivating factor, the what's said to be the purpose is not to uh, address the kind of situation you're talking about, but it's supposedly some kind of aggressive forced conversion right. therapy. And that's usually right. the term that, that's usually how that term right. is used, I think. Um, right. We're using that term uh, in a different sense, but at least when they say conversion therapy, they mean, I think, I understand, right. mm -hmm. a type of... Um, kind of a forced, kind of aggressive, like you can't do these things type of right. approach to psychology, which I, I'm i not sure, but it doesn't seem to me that's very common at all, or if it happens at all anywhere. Um, right. But the purpose of the bill then is to, like you're saying, with this broad language, right. address these situations where even if someone willingly goes, to, wanted to go for counseling towards this right. uh, 
to, you know, for behavioral therapy, um, that's illegal. Exactly. That's, um, that's, that's, the, that's the broad, you know, because the language just leaves itself open. Mm -hmm. And so, but you're right. I mean, but, but the, with, with regard to the first, the first part, with regard to some type of aggression, mm -hmm. you know, so for example, in other words, if you were to... Um, or coercion. To, yeah, exactly. And so, I mean, obviously, you know, th th this, so what happens, what we've noticed so many times is they use, uh, to, to advance these agendas, mm -hmm. they try to use extreme situations. And right. so, I mean, most people, uh, you know, of good reason, you know, realize that, you know, forcing someone, you know, in some kind of aggressive manner, some type of, this is not something that is commonly done. Mm -hmm. But what might, you know, uh, you know, is being done is like, for example, you might have a pastor, you might have a, a minister in a particular uh, community that will maybe bring this up in a youth meeting, maybe mm -hmm. bring this up in a, in a forum of college students, you know? And so discussing something as if, uh, and, and someone can, can walk away saying, well, this person is speaking ill of me, but they're talking about me. And that's where they quote the aggression, kind of the, uh, kind yeah. of bringing this up and making me feel guilty or making me feel like I'm, I'm, I'm being discriminated against. So that's kind of how all this stuff moves in, 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 in these kind mm -hmm. of conversations. And, but you can see how, as you, you gave so beautifully, you see how it can migrate into so many other little areas. So for example, you might have a person who is not necessarily wants to, um, to uh, just wants to stop living that particular lifestyle, but still may, you know, be attracted, but not, so not looking for some type of. Uh, this is not trying. It's not about trying to rewire your brain right. or you know right. some clockwork orange stick stuff in your eyeballs and reprogram you. It's right. just uh, you know, I want to have uh, you know some help doing things differently in my Correct. life. Correct. But if you if you intervene in such a manner, you could possibly be charged with a crime. Mm -hmm. And and so so this is something again that we should be 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 hearing. And, 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 our, and be aware of and realize that, you know, this can also then move into other venues. So, for example, the narrative in Canada, as we see in many other countries, abortion is legal. So mm -hmm. if you start speaking of something uh, that is, again, not the narrative, what kind of charge could come against you? So right. this bill, now a law could be used in another way because the language is so broad that someone right now it doesn't mention about abortion it doesn't mm -hmm. mention let's say uh about uh, euthanasia or some mm -hmm. other area but let's say that it, but maybe the language could be twisted manipulated mm -hmm. to now include and this is how these things happen actually yeah and it, and it was passed very quickly like unusually right. quickly between uh, right. through both houses of parliament in, in canada and right. given uh you know signed into law um and i think one of the other issues uh, that i've uh, seen people discussing with this is that it's not just uh, things in public like you mentioned pastors or religious uh, sort of something spoken out right. uh, in public but there have been concerns that some of the language includes even private situations between private right. uh, you know private individuals consenting to having a conversation about exactly. these types of things expressing a viewpoint could be exactly. prosecutable Exactly. Um, so now we're back to censorship, right? So yeah, absolutely. No, and I, and, and I, I think that's what's raised the the, the concern mm -hmm. of so many people because of what you just brought up. Yeah. So it's not only the 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 actual what the bill now law says mm -hmm. and what it could possibly migrate to and the other subjects that could become inclusive in that now law, right? But also the very fact of again two adults having so you, I mean I'm, I'm stretching this now, but you could have two adults sitting at a pub 
having a beer,、mm-hmm. and someone else overhears a conversation that these two people are having、right. about a subject that is not part of the narrative that's、mm-hmm. being. Uh, 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 Promoted, yeah, and all of a sudden, oh, and then they record you,、mm-hmm. and so now all of a sudden you got you another situation. So, so this is where you can see, you know, where you know these kinds of of of, of laws that are being pushed or agendas that are being promoted. You know, we should become aware of and and realize, you know, these are around us. They they are growing,、uh, and the、uh, the aggression. I'll use the word here in that situation. Of these agendas are are becoming more and more common,、mm-hmm. and what used to be perceived as something way out in the left, in the sense, oh, that only happens in that kind of country, or it only happens、uh, under this kind of government. In reality, it's to our north in Canada, and it's in、uh, in our own country here, and and right, so fast fast approaching. At correct.、Um, That's correct. And、uh, yeah, it's kind of Soviet-esque the situation you were describing、mm-hmm. of you know. Private individuals, the tattletaling, tattle, you know,、right. tattletaling and everything.、Um, yes,、uh, so that's very disturbing. Father, can you give us、um, maybe kind of these events are distinct, right? right.、Um, and they're even about different issues in a, in a certain sense, but、um, they definitely seem to be dovetailing at about the same time as part of. The same battle in this culture war, like we said earlier.、Right. Do you know? Can you give us kind of what does that mean? What is the、um, significance of these types of events becoming more? I mean, these are two、um, large-scale, countrywide events. One example of kind of a loss in Canada, and one、right. example of something that we're not really sure what's going to come out、um, right. in in Finland、right. and Europe. I suppose you could say as a whole.、Um, so, in that sense. Uh, I wanted to ask Father, how much of how much value are legal victories,、hmm. right? Okay. Because we have a legal defeat in Canada, we have a potential for legal victory in in, in Finland. Right.、Um, it, you know, depending on the facts of the、right. case and who's judging, it's it seems、right. like she has quite a strong case to win under a fair government.、So. Right. Um, that's the operative is fair, right, right, just. But what is the what's the value of that? Well, let's kind of step back to to a question you mentioned right before, and、mm-hmm. then we'll, we'll kind of hopefully、sure. segue into that、sure. a little bit. Is you know what kind of moves this conversation? So you know we've had this now in in, in a number of our podcasts where we've talked about a different view of,、mm-hmm. of the human person, a different anthropology, and so so here when we consider you know the value that we're speaking of, so we'll go back to the Finland case. And we see a very strong、uh, core value being advanced uh, by by、uh, you know by Ronison. And so、mm-hmm. when you when you think about the very fact there's a biblical value the the, the marriage, and and the beauty of human sexuality. And so and so she's advancing a very strong Christian value、right. that has a very different view of human sexuality and a very different view of human persons. So versus what we see being pushed by a different narrative. That basically looks at human sexuality as something I can express in any means and any manner in which I、uh, wish. You know, I'm free to exercise that in any manner in any way I wish, and also a redefinition of marriage. So that's so we can see the same thing. You know, migrate. You know, into other things. For example, as we talked about with the、uh, the C4 bill now law. You know, an issue of dealing with. Uh, homosexual unions and relationships and so forth. So, and there again, 
we see where different sets of values, core values about human persons and, and about uh, human sexuality. That's, that's kind of how this whole thing, you know, gets started. You know, so we can have a, a, a common conversation because we share common values mm. and we believe in these core values and we advance those core values. But again, you have a former minister of the Finland government who has a very different understanding of those values and, and voiced her, her, her disagreement with those values being advanced, whether it be within her own church by some leadership within that church, or whether it be within her own government that may be supporting a certain narrative. So, so, so she's definitely comes from a different point of view. And so, but I think the issue that we're discussing is that her point of view is a biblical <laughs> point of view, right. a very Christian point of view. And this is where the real issue comes down, back to the cultural battle now. Yeah. Because for us here at HLI, obviously we are advancing what we know to be values that are anchored in biblical teaching. Mm -hmm. And so about the dignity of the human person, respect for human persons, uh, the sacredness and dignity of marriage between one man and one woman, you know, mm -hmm. the, the whole gift of human sexuality, and in fact, between husband and wife, open to the gift of life. So in uh, defending life from the moment of conception, you know, uh, you know all the way to its natural end. Right. So we're, we are advancing you know, very, very specific values. But now we, we are living in a culture where mm -hmm. these values are not always um, welcomed, where they are now basically seen as something that's offensive. Oh, they're vilified and... Exactly. So now how do we, so how do we keep this conversation going? And I think with the, the Renison case is talking about in Finland, and what we now see with the now bill, now law in Canada, right. is something that should be very concerning because mm -hmm. how do we have a, a reasonable conversation and maybe even a reasonable disagreement where right. people of reason can disagree? And, and so how do we sit down at a table and, and work out these issues and be able to respect each other even when we disagree with each other? And, and obviously we've always in culture have seen values that were good for all. We've recognized the importance of protecting certain, from certain behaviors and certain uh, uh, actions. And so this is not something uncommon to any of our societies. Right, there's always been a sense of universality in law, even the most uh, you know, liberal in the sense of uh, the, the enlightenment sense, the kind of classical liberal sense of, of right. allowing, baking into the government room for different opinions. I mean, that's right. the hallmark of American government. Exactly. Um, so, but there was always, you know, boundaries, right? Um, and actually those boundaries are defined precisely by the biblical uh, values that you're talking about um, to, to, for the most part. I mean, I think, uh, you know, people will, can get on uh, Catholics, Christians, pro-lifers for talking about biblical values, talking about religious values, and they'll say, well, don't force that on me. They'll say, okay, well, the culture that until about a few decades ago we're living in, um, was entirely based on those values, right? right? Um, so it's not really a question of, of, of kind of a separate special interest group. It's a question of what is the foundation of life? And that's why I think these problems, I don't know if you agree, Father, but mm -hmm. why these problems are, it's coming to, it's come to such a, a head with um, essentially people in power who have a, dis, a different point of view, just mm -hmm. saying, we're not gonna tolerate any more Descent. Right, right. We got to clamp down on this right. stuff finally because we thought it would be gone by now, but mm -hmm. uh, it's not. 
So um, got to stamp it out with the force of law. Um, well, I think if we, if we, if with all that, and, and absolutely right, Ted, and Ted, and, and think of the, if we look at this, you know, uh, kind of step back here in, in the United States. So think when when our our, our ancestors came to this country, mm -hmm. all right, and think about for when when Catholicism came to this country, yeah, and you know, and think of the the difficulty, you know, the 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 young Catholic community had coming to this nation. It wasn't, you know, a nation in the beginning, you know, and so, but as they began to move into the country, move into the land, you know, and obviously it was met with hostility. There was, you know, but, you know, they, they, the, our, our, our Catholic brothers and sisters of, of that period, you know, found a way, you know, to, 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 to keep advancing, mm -hmm. to keep moving, and then to add their voice to the conversation for the good of our country. And how many people have contributed to that good since? And continue to contribute to that good, even when you have people that disagree on certain principles and values, right. you know, and ways of government, uh, of self-governing. But you know, but we, we're still in the conversation. You're still at the table, and each of us here are contributing to the good and to the good of each other. And so, but now what we see is basically we're saying that you know because within us, I mean, the church is a very clear, and the church's teaching is very clear. We do not promote discrimination. We do not advance any cause that would, would disrespect another human being, that would mistreat or purposely mistreat, intentionally mistreat, or advance anyone that would be doing such a thing. The church would condemn that and does. So, but Any we, kind of coercion, any kind of aggression. Exactly. Kind of so we respect other people. We might completely disagree, but I mean, the church does not advance you know, any type of discrimination. And as a matter of fact, it's very clear. You know, the catechism mm -hmm. of the church makes it very clear. So, but at the same time, we still advance what we believe, and our beliefs are not just something we academically study. Mm -hmm. It's what we believe and what we wish to exercise. Mm -hmm. And so, so here we have a, a, a growing problem. So, are we going to, you know, an example of that would be someone would talk about freedom of religion and freedom of worship. They're very different. Mm -hmm. And so here it's almost like, well, freedom of worship means I can go over here and I can worship only on this little piece of right. property, all right? Well, that's not what we believe here in the United States, right. and, and that is granted to us in our Constitution, all right? So the idea here is freedom of religion means I have the freedom to exercise right. that religion and in a respectful to articulate those beliefs. And, and so the concern that I have, and that's why I wrote this article, was that what we see in Finland, what we see to our brothers and sisters in, to the north of our country in Canada, is something that should really awaken us and, and realize that in our country, we're, we're seeing the same thing. It, uh, you know, and we're seeing it with regard to the, uh, the whole transgender dysphoria issue. We're seeing this with the advancement of same-sex unions. We're seeing this with the uh, so-called woke you know, culture. All of this is part of that. And actually, I wanted to mention uh, a couple of years ago, I think it was 2019, I'm not sure if people can look that up, our viewers. Um, in Florida, there was a legal case that was essentially, it was in, it was in a, I think it was a county or some kind of regional area where they advanced a measure that was essentially like the Canada C4 bill, although just a lot smaller area where it would apply. Mm -hmm. And it was, you know, a ban of this conversion therapy. Um, right. And and the it, it didn't pass or it was struck down by the uh, court. Right. Uh, so it did pass, but it was struck down by the Florida court um, there. And it said it was because it didn't have um, because it baked in 
kind of uh, a preference special interest group, uh, which so it, it said these kinds of conversion therapies are banned. But in the case of someone looking to get a transgender um, right. conversion, that is right. encouraged. The equality clause. And, oh, right. Right, right. And so that's, right. that's, that I think is also part of the Canada right. C4 bill. Um, that's right. But so anyway, yeah. my point is it definitely is happening in the U.S. And that was a couple of years ago. It didn't, right. uh, it was struck down, but who knows? That's right. And, 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 if, and for our audience, just to kind of think back, and I don't, I'm not going to give dates or cities, but there, there's a major city because right now I don't want to misquote, you know, right, where right, I'm, right, but right. There, I, I, but I want to say it was in Illinois. Mm -hmm. So, but it basically was is that you know the, the a particular mayor wanted uh, you know you, pastors had to turn in their homilies and their their sermons to make really? sure that they were there were nothing bad in them with regard to people uh, with same sex attraction or other issues. Now that didn't fly, uh -huh. but just think about that. You have a person in someone, authority. Someone, someone had the the thought. Right. Maybe I can get away with this. Right. And some and what we see today is that you know just to be able to think that they can do such a thing tells you that there is concern. Yep. And that's that's the whole part of the article was really just to expose our readership and through our podcast to expose those who are listening, you know, to these kinds of conversations and realities mm -hmm. that are out there. And and for us, we should for, for, for especially here at Human Life International, what makes us concerned is that, you know, we are advancing a very clear agenda and very much grounded in biblical traditional teaching mm -hmm. and very much grounded in the heart of Catholic teaching. And so we're advancing. And so, you know, it, it's something that we have to be aware of yeah. and, and to be mindful of. And we are not in the narrative. So it's very clear. And so someone like myself could be no different than the minister in Finland. You know, to uh, I'm writing. I mean, my articles are out there. I mean, we're here, uh, now. I'm, we're here now on a podcast. So all this quote unquote can be used against us. Yep. You know, and and yet right now, both of us and any of my articles are very clear that you know we're not demeaning anyone. We're not speaking ill of anyone. We're not uh, uh, doing anything other than speaking about these realities and and, and also about the advancing issues. issues. Right? And also advancing what we believe, mm -hmm. and which is based in our understanding of human dignity, human persons, and the dignity of marriage. And so this is something that, again, we just all need to be mindful of. And, right. and I, I want people to follow the Finland case, because you're right, Tad, is that it's really a landmark case. Because what happens on either way, whether it goes on her favor or not, it will have a ripple effect. Yeah, a tremendous impact, and uh, in that can, Europe, right, throughout the world, right. because it's a test case. Yeah. there's no doubt this is what this is about, and so it's it's so we're going to see how they basically got their foot in the water, and they're trying to. How far can we push this? How exactly. far can we take our power? And when we see to our north, obviously they've pushed it pretty far. Mm -hmm. And I think that law will be, you know, the, the court is still going to deal with it. Uh, some are uh, speaking about all the uh, problems in that law constitutionally from the Canadian uh, constitution. So hopefully there'll be enough people that's going to, you know, really fight against this particular right. law and, and see all the problems with it. And uh, so we need to pray for those that are fighting a good fight. Absolutely. We need to pray for Ronis and, and people like her mm -hmm. who are fighting a good fight. And I would ask our, you know, all of them, please pray for HLI and for all of our directors and all the people we work with. Uh, and uh, because I will tell you, you know, um, many of them uh, have also, you know, uh, had, um, uh, in the sense of being pressured by government, right. you know, to cease what they're doing. Right, but because so, HLI has affiliates throughout the world. Correct. And um, 
yeah, so thank you, Father, and please, please do pray for us, everyone. Um, I had a couple more, uh, just, just kind of briefly wanted to touch on these things because we talk about the legal victories, legal situation. Um, you know, it's great if we, our protection, our freedoms and can be enshrined in law, um, mm -hmm. at least our freedoms, if not our values themselves. Um, but, uh, Maybe that's not going to happen, right? So let's go from the spiritual angle, Father, for to, mm -hmm. to, to close this out. Sure. Um, the Lord wants us to be prepared for martyrdom, even mm -hmm. if it's a white martyrdom, which right. I would say someone like Rasanan is is facing at this time, um, and anyone who would oppose the Canada C4 bill. Um, how can we, as Christians, pro-lifers, Catholics, kind of be prepared for that? How can we be ready to, how can we be confident in essentially the truths that we have? Because well, they're biblical truths, but they're also, I mean, it's the real truth, too. Right. It's not just sure. like a, you know, a little, this is our set and we just right. want to have it. Like you said, it's not just freedom of worship, it's freedom of religion. And right. And also the natural that. law and just right. objective truth, I mean, so forth and so yes. on. Yeah, we, we, we advance. But well, let me just speak to that very briefly. Is Let's just use here in the United States the legalization of abortion. Mm -hmm. So here we are since 1973. Mm -hmm. All right. So it's almost fifty years. Right. So so what have we been doing since that landmark decision imposed upon our nation by the Supreme Court? Mm -hmm. All right. So we have been working tirelessly to mitigate that law, to redress mm -hmm. it, and and here we are at a moment of time where we may have see a, the fruit of that. All right. And right. we got to keep praying for this particular case that has now already been heard by the Supreme Court. We're just waiting for that decision to be now made public. Right, and in the so, case of Dobbs versus Jackson. And we're very hopeful mm -hmm. that, you know, that, uh, that life and, and, the, and, the, and the dignity of women will prevail in mm -hmm. this situation. But if it doesn't side with what we would, what we, we're not going to give up. Yeah. You know, we're just going to keep moving forward. Right. And, you know, and I think it's important for us not to lose heart. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and that's with any law. For example, right now we're dealing with situations about euthanasia physician-assisted suicide that's being advanced in some states. So there are many other areas that, all, that affect human life. We've got the human trafficking issue. We have a litany of, of issues that are assaulting human dignity and human persons. So we have to keep working, working at this, which means we, we can't lose heart. We, we really have to be positive. We have to be determined. We have to be passionate about what we do. And we just have to have a will not to give up on it. Mm -hmm. Now, you, you point out why. It's because of our faith and because of our, the teaching of our Lord Jesus Christ and because of what we know. We know the truth and the truth is, is it's what sets us free. Mm -hmm. And so we're advancing that truth, which means we have to smile you know, as we, as we fight the good fight. We have to really care and legitimately, and I mean this very strongly, respect those that we disagree with mm -hmm. and that may be completely opposed to what we are advancing, but we still have to love, care, respect, and, and do everything we can. Pray for them, pray for exactly. their conversion. Exactly, and not from a better than thou. Mm -hmm. The idea here is really want their well-being, want their conversion, mm -hmm. want their salvation, and do everything I can in my ability to make that become mm -hmm. reality. And I, and I think this is where that spiritual component comes in. It's going to require sacrifices. I mean, if we were to speak to some of the people who have come before us, Tad, that we're here because of them. Yeah. We're privileged because of the people that came before Standing us. On the who have been, of exactly. And so, you know, here we are at a point where, you know, with everything they had been hoping for, like Father Paul Marks, 
you know, and, and, you know, who thought that, like many other pro-life leaders in those early days, thought we would be over this within 10 years, you know, mm -hmm. and even that was too long. But here we are, 50 years later, with this particular bad law, this, and how many millions have been lost, how many families have been broken, how much of our country has been wounded, how much violence has been promoted since that imposition upon our nation. So we, we just had to keep moving. So we have suffered, and we have, and many have suffered greatly you know, to, to fight the good fight. Many have lost their work. Many have lost their livelihood you know, in fighting this good fight, like our friend in Finland. It's a possibility that she's at an age now, maybe she doesn't need to work, but still, she, reputation, her, you know, what people think of her. It's all been put in, into the public sphere. So I think we, we just need to realize that there is a spiritual element to this as well, right. that I'm really fighting the good fight. I'm running that, that race. And what's in my mind and in, in my vision always is that crown of glory. And I'm gonna bring as many people along as I can with me along that fight. Mm -hmm. But to do it with a, with a real sense of peace and a joy that comes from being close to our Lord Jesus Christ and knowing what he said, I'm with you always. And a reminder that he always says, you know, has told us, you know, if they have persecuted you, know that they have persecuted me to be me before you. Right. And I, and that's something to be reminded of because this is really what this is about. It's 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 a cultural battle. It's two different visions, you know, of of human life mm -hmm. and of the human person. So I find it, 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 and I know this is gonna sound strange, but I'm I'm so grateful to be a part of it. Right. You know, to be part of this great work. Well, like you said, there's a little bit of a smile, a bit of a joy. Yes. Uh, Rhesus et bellum is, is the Latin phrase, laughter and war. Right, 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 right. Um, uh, so so there's there's definitely a bit of that in the culture war. Exactly, mm -hmm. exactly. So my, my response is stay positive, mm -hmm. stay focused, stay prayerful, work on being holy. Right. This is the real issue. And, and, just, and, and really hear what Jesus says, love your enemies, love mm -hmm. them. And, and we got to, and really, that's the part we got to keep working at because that's where the conversions come. Right. They come because we love them. Right. Otherwise, what's the whole point? I mean, we just, you know, we just got to keep trying. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you for that encouragement, Father. And uh, I think we can close with that. So uh, thank you, everyone, for watching. Please uh, uh, like the video and subscribe um, and uh, keep on living the culture of life. Thank you very much. God bless.